0: My people, my people, my people. Today, you are a part of history. Welcome to the very first episode of Into the Darkness, the podcast. It is uh, my pleasure and a privilege to share this time with you, and I want to thank you for taking time from what I'm sure is a very busy schedule to tune in and listen. This is something that I do not take for granted, and I, again, I'm truly honored Ever be grateful. It is my hope and prayer that you will be a loyal listener and subscriber. My name is The Darkness, and I am your host for this journey. Now, this project has been about four years in the making, and quite honestly, I I wish I would have done this four years ago. But everything happens in its own time, I guess. And I believe now, now is the right time. So much has happened, y'all so much is happening the world the world I knew it's gone you know the world I knew when I was younger it's a totally different place now and I'm so glad I have this forum to just say something I want to have real life common sense conversations about all the facets of this thing we call life and there's so much to talk about We're going to have conversations about politics, relationships, men, women, children, family. We're going to talk about love, education, music, movies. We're going to talk about health and mental health. We're going to talk about money, jobs, politics, the police, the media. We're going to talk about black and white and we're gonna have a conversation about race and racism. I wanna explore different points of view, different thoughts and opinions. I want this podcast to be a platform where we can agree as friends or disagree and still be friends. Way often, if you disagree with someone, it automatically makes you their enemy. It automatically puts you at odds And that's just not the case. We can, in fact, have varying points of view. You see, here, nobody's right, nobody's wrong, we're just different, and that's cool. You know, but one thing for certain, all opinions, all points of view are welcome and will be respected because it's all love, baby, it's all love ultimately the overall goal of this podcast is well well actually there are several if this podcast can make a little change (laughs) there's a joke in there but anyway if this podcast can make a little change i don't mean monetarily if this podcast can 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 enlighten can inspire can make someone laugh or smile if this podcast can bring someone some peace of mind. And who knows, someone may hear something that changes their perspective. Someone may hear something that makes a a positive change in their life. And if I can do that, if I can do that, then mission accomplished. But we have a long way to go before we get there. If you wanna go fast, you go alone. If you wanna go far, And we go together. So let us begin. America is not a country. America is a business. Now, by no means am I anti-American. Do I love this country? It's more like we are, you know? Truthfully speaking, as an American citizen, I'm a bit disappointed. And I can't decide if I'm disappointed at what this country has become, or am I disappointed because I've come to the realization that this is what this country has always been. This country to me is like, have you ever known someone and and you want to give them the benefit of the doubt? I mean, you so desperately want to find something good in that person. And time after time, they disappoint you until you finally come to the realization that, hey, this is just not a good person. Well, America is just not a good person. I have never seen so much hate, so much disregard for human life. I just read a story about how a man, I believe in California, was nearly beaten to death because he asked his neighbors to, to turn down their music. I read another story last winter about a man um, shot his neighbor um, and shot his wife, uh, shot, them, shot them to death over snow. There's story after story of hate crimes, police brutality, you know, just so much hate in this country And it seems to me that the only thing this country loves more than hate is money. And that's what I want to talk about. How everything comes down to money. From how our political leaders are chosen, to where our children go to school, to the food we eat, to the neighborhoods we live in. For the most part, the only way things get accomplished in this country is somebody has to make a buck. It has to be profitable to someone. Rest assured, every decision made in this country has a dollar value attached to it. Now some may argue, well, of course, running a country is, is, is synonymous with running a business, and I can't argue that. Some of us run our families and households like a business. But see the difference is, it's for the good of that family. Can you name one thing that this country does genuinely and sincerely for the good of its people? For the good of its citizens that doesn't cost something? Now I'm not a socialist, but it's so blatantly clear that money money and greed is what matters in this country. Like I said, this is how things get done. Let me give you an example. Now, this is the wealthiest country in the world, and it has a homeless population of of nearly 600,000 people. Now, there is a solution to, to the homelessness situation in America, and some of the richest and wealthiest people in this country could do something about it, but there's no money in it for them, no ROI, no profit margin. So to all my, all my young entrepreneurs out there, come up with a way to make solving homelessness in this country profitable. Most of all the social problems in this country, there is a solution, but there's no profit margin. Thus, these problems will continue to, to exist because America is not a country America is a business. And this country has been open for business since 1619 when the first ships carrying slaves arrived in Jamestown, Virginia. From there, this country took up the business of war. Every war this country has been involved in has been about money and business. The Revolutionary War. Didn't want to pay taxes to England. The civil war the business of slavery world war one the u.s got involved only uh, because germany sank u.s merchant ships that was bad for business let's take world war ii we got into that one because of our failing economy and again war is big business as i said earlier okay hitler hitler was europe's problem okay and the U.S. just needed a, an excuse or a reason to get into the war, hence Pearl Harbor. Sneak attack by Japan? Yeah, okay. But we'll, we'll delve into that and other conspiracy theories in another episode. Look at the war in Vietnam, okay? There was the threat of communism sweeping through that region. Now, could you imagine now if all of Asia was under a communist regime? That would be bad for business, okay? The U.S. doesn't want communism anywhere near the United States. Why do you think we keep such a close eye on Cuba, okay? The Gulf War, the, the war in Afghanistan, okay? The, war, the Gulf War was about oil. Money, business, okay? The war in Afghanistan, okay, now, President Biden uh, recently announced the drawdown of troops in Afghanistan. You know, the deadline I think is uh, the 31st, August 31st. Um, Is it perhaps that the war, America's longest war is no longer profitable? As I said, war is and always will be big business in America because America is not a country. America is a business. Going to switch gears real quick. Let's talk about the prison system in America. Do you know there are privatized prisons in America? Prisons for profit? Now, of course, other nations have adopted the idea uh, and the concept of privatized prisons. But in America, the prison system is a business, big business. I read a story about a judge in Pennsylvania. Uh, He was locking up mostly young black men guilty of, of minor drug offenses to major jail time. And because our prison system is privatized, meaning the more heads, the more money for the investors in those privatized prisons. And of course, the judge, he was an investor. Um, The correctional telecom sector generates $1.4 billion annually in phone call revenue. This high price of phone calls clearly takes advantage of prisoners and their families. You know, the prison system sees this as a opportunity to exploit and again, take advantage. US banks collected more than $30 billion in overdraft fees last year. Now they already take our money. We have in either a savings or a checking account and they invest it make tremendous gains, and then pay us one, maybe two percent off of the 25, 30, I don't know, 30 percent they make off of our money. And still manage to find the time to stick us with a $35 overdraft fee if our if our account is the least bit overdue. I mean, this is why I don't, I don't shed a tear when I hear about a bank being robbed. Now, of course, I don't want to see anyone get hurt or or anyone get killed. Um, But when I read stories about how cyber criminals, you know, steal money from a bank, I mean, I will admit, and maybe this makes me a bad guy, but it does make me smile. I mean, hey, banks have been sticking it to us. But America is not a country, America is a business. Now, this country is known for a lot of things, a lot of good things. I will admit, okay? You know, it's great cities like the the media capital and fashion capital of the world, New York City. You got the glitz and glam of Hollywood, Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. You have Miami and South Beach. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, The bright lights of Las Vegas and mind you, the home of the Raiders, gotta give my boy some love. Um, great food, great food. Philly cheesesteaks, you know, Kansas City barbecue, um, sauce or rub, your choice. New York and Chicago style pizza. Um, this country is also known for uh, world famous fast food joints like like Burger King, Wendy's, KFC, and last and definitely least, McDonald's. Okay, now McDonald's, they sell burgers, fries, chicken nuggets, you get toys, ice cream if the ice cream machine works. Um, But they also own billions worth of real estate. Listen to this, 85% of all McDonald's are franchises. Okay, the corporation owns the land and the buildings rents it back to the franchise owner The McDonald's corporation brings in 4 billion dollars in rent revenue annually 4 billion dollars in rent revenue I mean this is why they can't get your order right through the drive-thru to the drive-through McDonald's is not a fast food business it is a massive real <laughs> estate empire and you know McDonald's is such a part of, of American culture. Because again, just like McDonald's is not a fast food, but a real estate empire, say it with me, America is not a country. America is a business. Now this is a bit of old news, but it's relevant to the point I'm trying to make. Back in 1990, Iraq invaded Kuwait. Okay, Osama bin Laden, at the time, offered to bring the Taliban from Afghanistan to fight the Iraqi invasion. But the Saudis had a better offer. Guess who? The United States. Saudi Arabia is the number one oil producer in the world. Okay? And the United States is the number one consumer of that oil. See the correlation? The major reason the United States is so heavily involved in the matters of the Middle East, it's because of the oil. Remember Saddam Hussein? Remember those uh, weapons of mass destruction that he didn't have? You remember how the Bush administration floated the narrative that he was involved in the 9-11 attacks? He was a national security threat. Look, Saddam Hussein wanted to be the bully in his own neighborhood. But once he invaded Kuwait, okay, in the eyes of the US, he was a problem that had to be dealt with. Not for the safety of the Kuwaitis or the Iraqi citizens, but because of the oil. He had nothing to do with 9-11. But the US military, they tore up Iraq, tore up Baghdad, looking for this one man. Totally unnecessary. If they're, in, you know, if their if their intentions are pure, but what? the U.S. tears up this country looking for this cat, and then you find him. He's tried, convicted, hanged, and after it's all over, now someone has to go in and rebuild the country, and guess who? U.S. contractors, baby. <laughs> That is because America is not a country; America is a business. The war on drugs—I mean, I, I can't say that with a with a straight face. I mean, are we still doing? Are we still doing that? I, I don't know. Um, are we still fighting the war on drugs? Because we must not be doing so well, because on any given day, I can get a bag of weed, ounce of coke, some heroin, meth—you know, whatever. No problem. Uh, not that I'm into those kind of things, I'm just saying. You know, we see these big drug seizures on TV by the DEA and other law enforcement agencies, but I got to wonder if, if that's for show. You know, is that for show just to say to the American people, hey, we, we are doing something? We are winning the war on drugs? Is it? I, I don't know. And now, and now we see the legalization of marijuana see now the oops now (laughs) the right folks are getting rich now they see the dollar signs look drugs are a major contributor to the american economy let's just admit it let's just admit let's just be real okay because america is not a country america is a business Now this is probably going to get me in trouble and um, this may be my last (laughs) podcast. Um, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and what the hell, I'm just going to say it, JFK. They were bad for business. Huey Newton, Fred Hampton, the Black Panther Party were bad for business. All the thriving economic black communities like the one in Tulsa, Oklahoma and other places that were wiped out, wiped out, bad for business, bad for American business. Do your research. Do your homework on that one. And you'll know what I'm talking about. Muammar Gaddafi. He was the president of Libya. Uh, Now, the narrative on Gaddafi was that he was this evil dictator, um, a terrorist, or he was harboring terrorists, blah, 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 whatever. And in the eyes of the U.S., he had to be taken care of. Now, Libya at the time was the richest country in Africa and the first developing country to own a major stake in its oil. Here's a key word again, oil. You see, the U.S. didn't like that. Libya became self-sufficient and was in debt to no one. Gaddafi then used 300 million to set up satellites for Africa so Africa would not have to depend on foreign satellites. He starts talking to other leaders, building infrastructure in other countries, and then starts calling for a United States of Africa. Now this is what got him killed, allegedly. Gaddafi starts talking about a central bank of Africa, and what that means is Africa would not be dependent of the U.S. dollar. And that's the last thing the U.S. needs is this cat going around Africa making Africa self-sufficient. You see, the U.S. exploits Africa for its natural resources. Been doing so since, since, uh, been doing so (laughs) since 1619. And that won't work if Africa is self-sufficient and independent of the U.S. dollar. Gaddafi was bad for business. And what really gets me on on this, If this is true, which it is, but if it is true, this happened uh, on Obama's watch, but that's a story for another time. Donald J. Trump, the big lie, the insurrection on January 6th. Now Trump knew he lost. The Republicans knew he lost. You know, senators and, and congressmen like, like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Maddie like some Young, Matt Gates knew Trump lost. I mean, hell, even Mike Pence, the vice president, knew he lost. The only people who believed the big lie were the, the, the Nimrods that stormed the Capitol. But here's why so many in the Republican Party went along with Trump. Because at the time, to go against Trump would be political suicide, you know? Maybe not so much now. But at the time, many Republicans remained silent. They didn't want to upset Trump's base, okay? Some Republicans were thinking more about their political futures than doing what is right. America is not a country. America is a business. Mass shootings in America have become the norm. Um, Only in America does the term mass shooting have an actual definition is defined by four or more people being shot. I mean, that, that's just crazy. And, you know, sadly, you know, we're, we're all probably waiting for the next one, um, the next one to, to flash on the headlines on CNN or what have you. But, you know we, know, we know how it goes. You know, there's a shooting, thoughts and prayers, an outcry, demand for lawmakers to do something. Nothing happens, it fades from our memory until the mass shooting and then the process starts all over again. I read a tweet a little while back and and I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember who sent out the tweet, but this gentleman said that if after the shooting in Newton, Connecticut, where first and second graders were gunned down, if that didn't change the gun laws in this country, nothing will, and I agree. The NRA, lobbyists, and other special interest groups line the pockets of politicians and lawmakers, thus making common sense legislation totally out of the question. It's too much money, too much money. Money is, is, is even more important than the lives of innocent children, because America is not a country, America is a business. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off on a tangent just for a moment since I'm talking about mass shootings. Now, the NRA is saying the government wants to take our guns, they want to take away our rights, okay, whatever. How about this? How about this? Think about this. Keep your guns. Buy all the guns you want, but you go on a watch list. Or how about this? Why not equip these weapons with with a GPS? And when they are in a certain proximity of either a school, a mall, church, synagogue, movie theater, the authorities are alerted. Now again, I I know that sounds crazy, but nothing else seems to work. Now this may sound insensitive, but believe me, it is not my intention, but people with mental illness purchasing weapons, okay? Somebody, knows this person ain't right. Somebody knows and should not be in a possession of a weapon. Okay? A dude in Newton, Connecticut. His mom knew he struggled with mental illness. You see, somebody in the family knows. Now, this is going to sound totally off the wall, but again, if you NRAers want to keep your guns and want to sell guns to anybody, let, let's, let's just do this. Okay. The next mass shooting, God forbid. What if there was a law making family members criminally liable? I know it's it's a bit extreme, but we are living in extreme times. I believe that if family members were made criminally liable, perhaps there would be a drastic reduction in mass shootings. Okay, let me just give you an example. Now, I love my brother, but if my brother's elevator didn't go all the way to the top floor, and I knew he was in possession of an AR-15 or other assault rifle, and I could go to jail if he shot up a Best Buy, I'm telling. I'm telling. All right, moving on. I'm quite sure you all heard about the Surfside apartment building collapse in Florida a few months back. And my thoughts and prayers still go out to the families of those who perished, especially those who are still unaccounted for and presumed dead. Um, Now this story has faded from from the headlines uh, and from our memory. But back on April 9th, the condo board president sent a letter to the owners of that building detailing structural deficiencies in the building and the cost to repair, which was an estimated $15 million. Now, of course, the letter was ignored and we all know the rest of the story. And it got me to thinking, um, I wonder if the owners of the building took one look at that $15 million tab and thought it would be cheaper to settle litigation in the event of something happening, now some of you might be too young to remember, but for my old heads, you guys will remember um, the Ford Pinto, uh, a, a small, compact economy car. I think back in the late '60s, early '70s, when it was in production, um, the the Ford Pinto it, it had a it had a, a um, fatal flaw in the design, and that was that the gas tank was too close to the rear bumper. And as a result, any rear collision would result in a possible explosion. Now, the, 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 uh, the executives at Ford Motor Company in a room with their lawyers and accountants and, 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 and other um, financial analysts determined that it would be cheaper to litigate any claims than to stop production, fix the problem, or even do a recall. So they placed dollars over human lives. America is not a country. America is a business. In 2020, the U.S. military budget was $738 billion dollars. Now I understand the concept of a country having a military, defense against foreign attacks, protection of American interests at home and abroad. I get it. I get it. I really do. Okay. And I used to have this debate with my brother. We were talking about a nuclear attack on American soil. And he was, he was concerned that that might happen and I told him, I said, I just don't believe that that would ever happen, you know. Now, perhaps I'm being a bit naive, but I really believe that there is only one country that benefits from a nuclear attack on another country. And that country is the United States. Well, wha- well wait a minute, darkness, What about uh, what about North Korea? What about Iran, Pakistan? What about, you know, Al-Qaeda or ISIS? What about the Russians? I'm glad you asked. Glad you asked. Let's just, um, let's take North Korea for example, okay? North Korea bombs the U.S., you know, uh, a nuclear attack on the U.S., all right? China, they're gonna be mad because who's gonna buy the PlayStations now? Japan, they're gonna be mad because who's gonna buy the Honda Accords now? Pakistan, they're going to be mad because where are they going to get all of the outsourced customer service jobs now? The Russians, they're going to be mad because whose presidential election are they going to interfere with now? Al-Qaeda, you know, the the drug cartels and Medellin and and, and, uh, Suarez, they're going to be mad because who's going to buy all the drugs now? Communists, socialists, terrorists, they're all capitalists. The U.S. supports the world's economy. When the U.S. sneezes, (laughs) hey, the world catches cold. Because America is not a country. America is a business. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. it has truly been a pleasure. If you have any thoughts or opinions you wish to share, you can email the show at n to the darkness podcast at gmail.com. That's the letter N, the number two, the darkness at gmail.com. You can also check me out on, on Instagram, um, into underscore the darkness podcast. I will be posting clips of each episode so please feel free to comment if you have any questions Um, if you uh, again have any comments like hey don't quit your day job you know whatever just let me just just hit me up Um, I want to give a special thanks and shout out to my producers DJ Kurt double O I see you much love now one last thing before I get out of here and I, I want everyone to do me a favor well actually two the first thing is, I want you to do one random act of kindness. Um, you know, buy someone a coffee. Um, you know, if you commute to work, swipe your swipe swipe your Metro card for someone. Just do something nice for a stranger. Okay. Uh, the second thing I want you to do is uh, make a, a concerted effort to support a local small business in your area. A lot of small businesses nationwide uh, took a major hit during the pandemic. Um, some recovered, others did not. Uh, the ones that uh, did recover, are, are some are just hanging on. So so we need their, they, they need our support. So um, support your, your, your local small business. And also, any small businesses uh, listening that would like a shout out, um, hit me up hit me up because one of the other other uh, objectives is to of this podcast I want to promote small businesses okay so thank you for stepping out of the light and into the dark